Hi kids, Space Ghost here, barking a happy tune with my close personal chums, Riley and Kimmy. And you are twitching and grooving with the Riley and Kimmy experience. <laughs> wow, how 60s is that? Riley's got on his skull suit and his matching skull pants. And you don't want to know about his femur bone underwear. Or was it a pinky bone? I'm sorry. Now Kimmy's mad at me. Kimmy! Do you want to sing the jingle? No. You can. What jingle? Our, our jingle that opens the show that you listen to every day. Every day. It goes, the Riley and Kimmy Show. Come on, you can do it. The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And welcome to this episode 841. Thank you to Mark B. Lee for uh, that special jingle there. Right next to me is... Kimmy! And where to go is Space Ghost Nerd Fest. It's happening today, Saturday and Sunday. If you're listening to this show the day it is uploaded, we are at Space Coast Nerd Fest. Come out and see us and all kinds of cool people. That's right. Come on out and see the person who was singing our jingle right there, the the, the additional jingle part. That's that, right. That's right. Mark B. Lee will be... He will be here. He is here. He is uh, going to be hosting panels, Q&As, and uh, talking to people. Um, he, and he's just going to be running around as a, as a crazy nerd. That's right. And we hope to have him on the Riley and Kimmy show, not necessarily as a singer, but we'll be talking with him about other upcoming nerd events and things like that. Stop on by and see him. That is at Space Coast Nerd Fest. And maybe Mark will sing you some Saturday morning cartoon jingles. Ooh, that'd be really cool. I would I would love to hear that. And by the way, speaking of singing, you can stop by our our table. Please come by our table, the Riley and Kimmy Show table, and sing our jingle or talk with us about nerd things, geek things, freak things. You know, uh, play movie reviewer if there's something you've seen that's really cool mm-hmm. or you know, anything. You know, anything geek related, right, Kimmy? Yeah, like maybe in the new Jungle Book movie. Oh yes, it's really good. It does. If you've seen it, no spoilers, please. You can be an official, unofficial reviewer. And by the way, we will be giving away things while supplies last. <laughs> More details on our Facebook page and whatnot, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. That's right. And by the way, something else is going to be something else is going to be in uh, Space Coast Nerd Fest today. Really? Yes. It's going Ooh. to be. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's going to be some little, little. Look little, out. Yeah, little guys. Little zombies. Watch it. Yes, the cupcake zombies will be in house. They are here. They're at Space Coast Nerd Fest in Melbourne, Florida. The creations of Patty and Eric Waller from Vicious Collectibles will be running about. Make perfect gifts for somebody, right, Kimmy? Yeah, protect your pop vinyls. That's right. The cupcake zombies are there. They are here, if you will. Stop on by Vicious Collectibles, their table, say hello. I believe they're located in the lobby area. Stop on by, see them, say howdy, and pick up a cupcake zombie for your special someone. Yeah. Including what Kimmy was referring to about uh, those pop vinyls. They have the the creation called Funkalicious. Kimmy will talk about those. Yeah, Funkalicious is when uh, pop vinyl meets up with cupcake zombie or two and it. It's not a good outcome for the pop vinyls. It isn't? No. Oh, is that not sort, at all? Is that sort of like the mouse one I saw? And, mm, yeah. And the My Little Pony or whatever it was one? Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. didn't I see a Minion one kind of? Minion. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, boy. Some Walking Dead people. Oh, geez. Yeah. Watch out. Anyhow, uh, Cupcake Zombies, they're at the Vicious Collectibles table. Stop on by, see them. And by the way, there's another zombie in the house. Cecil Grimes will be there. Fantastic cosplay from cool. The Walking Dead. Cecil's there. You want to stop on by. If you have a, a friend who loves The Walking Dead, maybe yourself, you will want to get a photo with Cecil. Right, Kimmy? That's right. And that cool. is that is happening today and tomorrow at Space Coast Nerd Fest. You can find out more at SpaceCoastNerdFest.org. We'd love to see you there. Also, swing on by our good friends table, Famous Faces and Funnies. Talk about their free comic book day with them, and they will have Master Artist at Free Comic Book Day, and that'll be... John Beatty. And Mike's Comics and Collectibles is there, is, is here, I should say, is here as well. Stop on by and get your uh, pop vinyls and other comic books stuff. They have toys and collectibles. And also talk to them about Free Comic Book Day. Their Free Comic Book Day, they have Jason Fabok. That's in Orlando, Florida. So stop on by. That's Famous Faces and Funnies and also Mike's Comics and Collectibles. And when you're here, I hope you I hope you can come here. I hope you're in Central Florida or the area of Space Coast area because we'd love to see you. There is a lot of art in the house. And we'd like to highlight a couple of friends to the Riley and Gimme Show. Josh Bauer, artist. And I, I need to point out, Painter is here. Josh is a good friend to the Riley and Kimmy show. He has some very unique items, skateboards and other types of uh, paintings that uh, that he's done. Very, very unique. And he has a Civil War series. I don't know if, what he's brought yet today. I hope to have some pictures uh, on our Facebook pages we update throughout the day and possibly on Periscope and stuff like that. Um, but Josh is here, and he has just a wide range of beautiful art to add to your home or to make gifts for somebody, graduation gifts and stuff like that, right? That would be great. Yes. So check out Josh Bauer. And then another artist to check out is Chris King. Good friend to the Riley and Kimmy Show. Artist Chris King has a wide range of beautiful art for you to take home. He is a painter and he paints on very big things. He, his, his paintings are five feet by 40 inches, Kimmy. Mm-hmm. Nice, beautiful paintings. Yes, they are. We have examples of his work on our Facebook page, which you can find right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Be sure to swing on by artist Chris King's table area. I have no idea where he's going to be spread out at, but uh, he does. Usually he puts all of his art out, uh, quite a few paintings. Uh, you can't miss him. I mean, he will stand out. Be sure to go up to his table. Tell him you, you, you love the Riley and Kimmy show. Won't get you a deal or anything, but uh, he, he, he will talk with you. And and ask Chris, hey, why haven't you sung the Riley and Kimmy show jingle? Uh-oh. You know, I bet our good friend Josh Bauer will sing the Riley and Kimmy Uh-oh. show jingle. Don't you? Mm. Now, I come on. You know, if Josh Bauer will do it, why can't Chris King? If, if Mark B. Lee does it, why can't they? Sure. So, Chris King, we'd love to hear you sing a tune. All right. And so be sure to check out that's Chris King and also Josh Bauer at Space Coast Nerd Fest. Now, something else is at Space Coast Nerd Fest today and tomorrow, Kimmy. Right. Yes. What? A monster. Uh oh. Science couldn't explain it, but there it was, alive in the deep, deep waters of the Amazon. A throwback to a creature that had existed a hundred million years ago, immensely strong and destructive. A woman's beauty, the bait that brought it out of its lair. See underwater thrills never photographed before. See titanic underwater battles never dreamed of before in this most terrifying of the science fiction adventures. Yes, the 
Reacher from the Black Lagoon is at Space Coast Nerd Fest today. And tomorrow, Rico Browning, the one who did the swimming. Yes, he did the hard stuff as a creature. I don't even know how he did that. All those underwater scenes. That is Rico Browning. He is at Space Coast Nerd Fest today and tomorrow. Meet him. Talk to him. He truly is the last of the great Universal Monsters. That is neat. How can you miss that? Yes, and he was part of all three creature films that were done. Did work also on a James Bond film and has so many other stories to tell. I look forward to Mark B. Lee interviewing him with the panel, the Q&A, and hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to him as well. I hope so. And Julie Adams is there as well. You know her from the creature from the Black Lagoon and also so many other films of the late 40s and 50s and on and did TV work and did old time radio as well. We have examples of Julie Adams. We've been playing here on the Riley and Kimmy show on our previous episodes. You can you can check that out. Some of our golden age of radio work. Mm-hmm. So stop on by that Space Coast Nerd Fest and check out the creature from the Black Lagoon actors. That is Rico Browning. And Julie Adams. And plenty of other individuals are there as well. And you can find out more at the website of Space Coast Nerdfest, which is spacecoastnerdfest.org. And a big thank you going out to Brian, the show promoter, for inviting the Riley and Kimmy show. Yes, thank you so much, Brian. Yes, thank you for making us have a great nerd weekend. Kimmy, I thought we'd go back in time right now and, uh, well, throw something out to some friends of ours who are at Space Coast Nerdfest. It's O'Reilly and Kitty Show. We go back in time to the Golden Age Radio, otherwise known as Old Time Radio, OTR. We're doing that right now. We're going back to, let's see, 1948, December 12th of 1948. The episode's called The Haunted Artist. And we're sending this out to our two good art friends. That is Josh Bauer and also Chris King. Okay. I'm not saying either one of them's haunted, okay? Okay. All right. The Haunted Artist. This is an episode of a show called Box 13. Box 13 aired back in the 1940s. Now, the really cool thing about it is it starred Alan Ladd in the role of uh, a guy by the name of Dan Holliday. And it was on a show called Box 13. Now, the idea or the premise of the show was Dan Holliday was an author who wrote mystery novels. Now, to get ideas for his novels, he placed ads in a newspaper saying, quote, Adventure Wanted, will go anywhere, do anything, Box 13, unquote. Now, the ads always brought him to all kinds of things, fun adventures, and, you know, from, from you know, people trying to hose people for money to psychotic killers, <laughs> just all kinds of bizarre episodes. Different adventures, every different episode. Nobody knew what was going to happen, you know, until you opened the letter in Box 13. There was a total of 52 episodes. This is one of them, The Haunted Artist, going back to December 12th, 1948. Here's Box 13 on The Riley and Kimmy Show. Box 13, with the star of Paramount Pictures, Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Box 13, care of Star Times. I don't know whether going after a ghost is your idea of an adventure, but I think I may have one for you. I don't believe in ghosts either. At least I don't think I do. However, if you're interested, my name is Michael Davis, 
I'm an artist, and my studio is at 183 Lincoln Mews. I'm there almost all day. Is it 183 Lincoln Mews? I'm there almost all day and any day. So if you'll drop around, this may be interesting. Michael Davis. So Mr. Michael Davis didn't believe in ghosts. Well, neither did I. Until I met Mr. Davis. to Box 13 and Dan Holliday's newest adventure, The Haunted Artist. Ghosts? Gee, Mr. Holliday, are there such things? Ever see a bank account after March the 15th? Huh? <laughs> Skip it, Susie. Michael Davis. He says he's an artist. Do you know anything about art, Susie? Well, I- I've been to the museum where they have that statue of the Venus B. DeMille. That's Venus de Milo. The one without arms? Uh-huh. Oh. Well, art is long and time is fleeting, and the same goes for Dan Holliday. And it looks like a trip to Mr. Michael Davis is in order. See you later, Susie. <laughs> a half hour later, Michael Davis and I were introducing ourselves and shaking hands. I liked him, and he looked like an artist, except when he grinned. Then he looked and seemed a lot younger than his old 33 or 4. And he grinned as he said... So you advertise for adventure just to get plots for your stories, huh? Yes, that's a general idea. Maybe I'll be able to use yours. Well, <laughs> this sounds insane, but I think this studio is haunted. Or I am. Why? Do you hear the patter of cold little feet and the clank of chains at night? I wish I did instead of... Oh, come and look. You see that easel in the corner? Mm-hmm. There's a painting on it. I've got it covered now, but... But what? Well, look. Take a good, long look. I did. What I saw was one of those surrealist things. It was a desert with queer figures raising their arms to a brassy sky and a vicious-looking sun. Well, somehow it gave me the shivers. I was staring at it when... Well, Holiday, what do you think of it? <laughs> what am I supposed to think of it? Meaning you don't like it? Well, I, I don't know. I hadn't intended you to criticize it. Just look at it and see if you notice anything wrong. Go ahead, I'll keep quiet. I looked again, and something did strike me as being a little odd. I moved in for a closer look, stood there for a moment. Uh-huh. You've got it, Holiday. That stone quarry painted in the right-hand portion of the canvas. Yes, it doesn't belong. I mean, I mean, it's out of place. I didn't paint it. Maybe we'd better go over the signals again, Davis. I, uh... I lost the ball on that play. I don't blame you. But it's the truth. I did not paint that quarry in there. Look at it. The technique is different. Yes, the brushwork's not like the rest. Exactly. And that painting has to be done in three days. I've been working on it for seven months, and it has to be finished. Why, what's the rush? Well, I've been invited to hang a canvas in the Bernier galleries. Oh, which means you've arrived. Burner's being taught what the big leagues is to baseball. Exactly. You see, Holiday... I started the painting seven months ago. Everything was fine for a time. And this time... What Davis told me was this. He'd finish work in the evening, cover the painting, and turn in. Then in the morning, when he'd take the cover off the canvas, the quarry would be painted in. It happened six times. 
The last time was the night before he wrote his letter to Box 13. He was sure no one had entered his studio during the night. He'd locked his windows and doors, but, but still it happened. It's driving me crazy. I've lain awake at night trying to catch the person responsible, but nothing doing. He never shows up when I'm waiting for him. Have you told the police? Oh, sure. They, they thought I was just two steps ahead of the man in the white coat. Huh. You're sure you've locked up every night? Look at the door. New locks, two of them. Even the window fasteners are brand new. Those are the only entrances? And exits. No holiday. No one comes in through the doors or windows. I'll swear to it. But someone has to, Davis. Unless... Unless I am leaving the rails. No, I don't think so. Thanks. Even my best friends won't tell me that. Well, uh... Michael, darling, I brought dinner. Oh. Come on in, Betty. Here, Mike. Here, take some of these packages. Here. Betty, this is Dan Holliday. Dan, this is my fiancée, Betty Harper. Hello, Dan. And my name is Betty. Well, thanks. I'll use it. <laughs> Mike, darling, mm-hmm. I've invited Kit and Ann for dinner. Is that all right? Sure. Uh, will you stay, Dan? Oh, I'm afraid I can't. Besides, I'm, <laughs> I'm unexpected. Oh, no. We've got plenty. Spaghetti, salad, wine. Oh, be careful of that bottle, Mike. Here, let me have it. Bags bursting. Oh, please, I'm not a child. <laughs> That's a matter of opinion. <laughs> you will stay, won't you, Dan? Well, I... Oh, please do. We can talk some more about my problem. Problem? Your problem, Mike? Oh, yes. Dan's going to help about the painting. And I'm a child, huh? There goes the wine. That was clumsy, wasn't it? Accidents will happen, Betty. If I can put in that bromide. Oh, Mike, I just remembered. We're to go to the Suttons after dinner. Huh? Oh, that wasn't a promise. We can't refuse them again. But Dan's going to... As a matter of fact, I, I can't stay anyway. I have an engagement, too. Well, all right. But you will return tomorrow, won't you? Sure, I'll be glad to. Good night. Well, well, I like this. It looked good. Especially when Mike's own girlfriend was anxious to deal me out. That Betty didn't want me on the team. It was easy to see as the brass button in a collection plate. She didn't drop that bottle of wine. It jumped out of her hands when Mike said I was going to help. Why? Well, I'll have to find that out. I got to my apartment after dinner and sat down to think about it when... Hello? Is this Dan Holliday? Yes, it is. Who's this? Well, never mind. I... Just a moment. Hello? Hello? Holiday, you're to keep away from Michael Davis. Forget the whole thing, understand? Well, frankly, no. Am I supposed to? Well, yes. I, I mean, look look here, Holiday. It'll be awkward for you if you continue. Go on. I'm interested. Uh, all right. Just remember what I said. Keep away from Michael Davis or you'll be sorry. <laughs> now, listen. This is no joke. <laughs> but I'm laughing. I warn you... Good night. Brother, whoever you were, that was the worst imitation of a squeeze play I ever heard. Are you kidding, Dan? No, someone called me last night, wanted me to keep away from you. Why, it must have been a joke. Does anyone want to keep this painting out of the burner galleries for some reason? I thought of that. You mean sabotage, sort of? Yeah, that's it. Well, who? No one I know of. You're sure, Mike? Of course. Have uh, you done any work on the canvas today? Yes, I scraped off the stone quarry and started my own work again. Uh, then I've got an idea. What time is it? Uh, four o'clock. Why? Got any ceiling wax? Ceiling wax? Well, no, I haven't. Well, can you get some? Well, yes, there's a store a block down the street, but what do you want with ceiling wax? Well, for one thing, we're going to prove there's no ghost. Or, uh... Or what? 
Or that there is one. Now, run down and get the wax. All right, you're the boss. Make stuff at home. I'll be back in a few minutes. I worked fast to get the thing done before Mike came back. I took every tube of paint, every brush, every palette I could see and wiped them clean. Then I put them back where they had been, just in time. Mike came back, handing me the ceiling wax. Well, will this be enough, Dan? Oh, yes, I think so. Okay. Now we'll lock all the windows. And be sure they're locked. What are you up to? You see, we can find out if someone gets in here while you're asleep. We'll seal the locks and bolts with this wax and... Yes, but wax can be broken. Uh, if it is, we'll know someone came in the windows of the door. Yeah, but the person could reseal the locks. Sealing wax melts easily enough. Sure, but he couldn't put the imprint of my signet ring back in the wax without getting the ring from me first. And I'm very fond of this ring. Never take it off my finger. Okay, Mike, let's go to work on the windows. All right, that does it. Both windows sealed. If our ghost gets in now, he'll have to break the wax. You know, uh, there's only one thing wrong. What, Mike? I won't be able to sleep tonight. Oh, I'll take something. You've got to sleep because your visitor won't break in unless you do. Dan, suppose those seals aren't broken in the morning, but the painting's been changed anyway. What then? Uh, we both apply for an outside cell. Now, don't do anything more on your painting, and don't touch a thing. Hmm? Why not? You want me to help you, don't you? Certainly. Then ask no questions and do as I say. And tomorrow morning, we may have an answer. <laughs> o'clock that night before I left Mike's studio. He had taken a sedative and was sleeping like a baby. I turned off the lights, checked the seals in the windows. All okay. I let myself out, tried the door. Locked, but good. Then I took the sealing wax and melted a hunk of it to go over the keyholes. And I pressed my signet ring against the wax. I even forced wax into the crack above the door, initialed that. Michael Davis was sealed in. And whoever, or whatever, was doing the dirty work was sealed out. I hoped. When I got home, I set my alarm for five the next morning. Yeah, it went off all right. I stumbled out of my bed into my clothes and drove to Davis's studio. I wanted to get there before he woke up. I did, because when I listened at his door, there wasn't a sound. I looked carefully at the seals I'd put there the night before. Well, they were intact. I'll swear to it. Then I rang his buzzer. He was quite a sleeper. Well, he'd taken something and... Who is it? Why don't you come back in a week? It's Dan, Mike. Let me in. Huh? Oh. Oh, sure. Do you always get up this early? I have a contract with the park commissioners to wake up the birds. Fine. Shouldn't happen to a vulture. Sleep all right? Oh, like a top. Disturbed at all? Nope. Okay, let's look at the seals. You bet. Well, this one's all right. Mm-hmm, so's this one. And the seals on your door were intact, too. Now, take the cover off the painting, Mike. Uh, what if it's been changed again? <laughs> if it has, I'll buy you a new hat. I... I, I wear a size 7 and 3 eighths and make it a gray one. And now back 
to The Haunted Artist, another Box 13 adventure with Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Well, the painting was changed. Davis swore he hadn't done it, and I believed him. But if he hadn't... Okay, there had to be an answer. I took all the tubes of paint, brushes, and palettes with me when I left Davis. Also, the painting itself. I wouldn't tell him why. Lieutenant Kling at police headquarters was more curious. What are you doing, taking a home course in detective work? Yes, I'm on my fourth lesson. It's entitled, How to Be a Nosy Cop. What's the gag, Holiday? Look, there's no gag. I just left a guy who's biting his nails so badly he was working on his elbow a few minutes ago. Kling, run fingerprint tests on those tubes and brushes and palettes. Then compare them with the prints on this glass, will you? Whose glass is it? Belongs to an artist friend of mine. I swiped it when he wasn't looking. What have you got in that big package? A body. Whose? All right, it's a painting. And you don't know anything about art. I knew an artist model once. She wasn't as bad as she was painted. <laughs> uh, okay, so I don't slay you. All right, I'll laugh at your joke. Ha ha. Now, will you do me that favor? Okay, okay. Fingerprint test in the tubes, brushes, and palette. Compare with prints in the glass, right? How soon can I have them? For anybody else, in a half an hour. For you, three hours. Okay. Great. Be back in three hours. After leaving Kling, I went to the Star Times and learned the name of an art expert. An hour later, I showed him Mike's painting. Hmm, that is quite good. Yours? No, it's a friend of mine's. Hmm. Good brushwork. Excellent composition. Wonderful color. And with this, this has no place in the picture. Look, uh, I've got a lot of things to do. What I want you to do is look at the painting and tell me whatever you can about it. I'll pay you, of course. Oh, very well. But uh, it will take uh, maybe two hours to do a good job. Uh, you understand? Oh, yes, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I'll be back in two hours. Well, it was a merry-go-round. From Kling to the art expert, from him back to Kling. A little less than three hours, Dan. Haven't you finished? <laughs> sure. There's your stuff, and here's the report. What's the matter with you? Kling... There's no mistake about this report, is there? Mistake? Look, Dan, our boy knows his business. Bet on it. Anything you like. Weren't... Weren't there any other prints at all? None. The prints on the paint tubes and the rest of that stuff were the same as on the glass. All from the same person. But it can't be. I've got news for you. It is. Well, the only person who could have touched those tubes and brushes was Davis himself. Yet why should he sabotage his own painting, one that meant so much to me? And yet, he was asleep when it happened. Or was he? I stopped thinking about it then. I had to get back to the art expert and find out something. Well, it was a day of surprise, because when I saw him... Yeah, a fine thing. They pushed me and they took your painting. Ah, who? Well, I'm standing here looking when they come in. I have no time to see who they are when who. They push me, they grab the canvas, and they're gone. Did you call the police? Yeah, yeah, the police come, but I can tell them nothing. I, I... Never mind, never mind. Were they men, the ones who took the painting? One, one man, one woman. You're sure there was a woman? Young man, I'm an art expert, but I also know other things. I know a woman when I see one, even for a second. All right. Never mind them now. What did you find out about the painting? Well, not much. I had not much time. But I can tell you this. I think that the right side of the picture was painted by somebody other than the one who painted the rest. 
You mean that stone quarry wasn't painted by the same artist who did the rest of the picture? No, I do not think so. There's a different technique, one that is familiar, and I think I recognize it. You do? Well, what's his name? The one who painted the quarry. Well, it's a peculiar technique. Uh, some years ago, I handled some paintings by this man, and... All right, all right. Who is he? Luigi Antonetti. Oh. Where can I get in touch with him? Well, uh, What? I want to see him. Where can I reach him? <laughs> oh, you're a crazy young man. Luigi Antonetti is dead. Oh, that was great. One more twist like that, and I need a corkscrew to take off my hat. There was one person who could answer a few questions for me, Betty Harper. I got her address from Davis and told him to hold base until he heard from me. I guess Betty didn't expect me. What? Mr. Holliday, I... I was just getting ready to go out. Correction, you just came in. Where's that painting? Painting? What are you talking about? Betty, I, uh... Oh, hello. Hello. Kit, this is Dan Holliday. Kit says, Mr. Holliday. How are you, Holliday? Oh, that voice... The voice of doom over the phone. Well, really, I... Uh... Kit, that was a bad job. Well, Be quiet, I... quiet, Kit. Where's that painting? Now, Mr. Holliday... You know you've let yourself in for a vacation on the taxpayer's money with that trick? Now, really, it was a joke, wasn't it, Betty? Mr. Holliday, Kit really thought he was helping out in a practical joke. Well, wasn't I? Look, will you go? Now, Holliday... Boo! <laughs> all right. But I must say, it all turned out very stupidly. Okay, Betty... So you've got the painting. Yes. Now, will you please let me alone? Will you let Mike alone? Not before I find out what's going on. What if I told you his career would be ruined? His life ruined, too? Would you still go on? Maybe I don't believe that. But you've got to. I love Mike, and I'm trying to help him. Help him? Look, if Mike doesn't finish that painting, it won't hang in the burner's galleries. What becomes of his career then? You're robbing him of his chance, not helping him. Then I'll rob him of it. I'd rather do that than... Then what? I've said enough. Oh, please, please, you've got to believe me, Dan. All I want is for Mike to, to be happy. And all I want to know is what's going on. And what does Luigi Antonetti have to do with all this? How did you find that out? It doesn't matter. Is Luigi Antonetti still alive? He's dead. Then how can he paint that quarry on Mike's canvas? Get out of here. You get out. All right. All right, but I'll find out. If you do and any harm comes to Mike, I swear I'll kill you. Now, get out! That was all from Betty. I would have bet my last penny she was doing what she was doing for Mike. But why? Why? Then I got an idea. Find out about Luigi Antonetti. I looked him up. Found out he'd lived in a small town about 250 miles away. He'd painted there and... Okay, so I drove to the little town. Sure, I found out. He was dead, all right. I was even shown his grave, and when I looked at it, I... I wanted to reach back and chip the icicles off my spine. How could a dead man paint? There was only one answer. He couldn't. Then I learned something else. Antonetti had a pupil. A pupil named... Michael Davis. More questions, and finally I found an old school teacher who remembered. Michael, of course. Wonderful boy. Luigi Antonetti taught him painting. He said Michael had a brilliant career ahead of him. I see. Well, Mr. Evans, do you know what became of Michael? Well, I think he went to the city, although I haven't heard. When did he go? I believe shortly after he graduated from high school. Uh, that must be 16 years ago. 
Yes, it was right after his best friend was killed. His what? Yes, poor boy. He fell into the old quarry. Quarry? Stone quarry? Well, yes. It was one night after a senior party. I think, yes. Both lads, Michael and Arthur, were in love with the same girl, you see. Would and... her name be? Betty Harper. Now, it's amazing you should know that, yes. How about this, Arthur? Well, it was quite dark. Arthur, I believe, went back to get something. The bridge across the quarry must have broken. Michael was upset for days, even though Arthur was his rival for Betty. Thank you. He... Thank you very much, Mr. Evans. You'll excuse me, but I, I've got to hurry. <laughs> Yeah, but I had to put more pieces together. So I went back to the city and back to the art expert. Yeah, yeah, it's not only possible, Mr. Holliday. It's quite probable. In his early years, he would use his teacher's technique. Next stop, a psychiatrist. Certainly, Mr. Holliday, that's quite possible. There are numerous case histories similar to it in general form. Things began to fit together. The different technique, that of a dead man, yet only Davis's fingerprints on the tubes and brushes. Betty's concern and her willingness to see his career stopped rather than have me find out the reasons for everything that happened. But I had to bring the whole thing out in the open. So later in Mike's studio... Let me get this straight, Dan. You say I'm doing that myself, ruining my own painting? Yes, you are, Mike. Don't listen to him, Mike. Now, please don't. What's the matter with all of you? Mike, you've got to listen to me. And he's got to listen to me and Dr. Rawlings. Why did you bring a doctor? I'm not only a doctor, Mr. Davis. I'm a psychiatrist. Sick. Are you trying to tell me I'm crazy? No, no, of course you're not. But you will be if you don't let us help. Now, listen, you want your career, don't you? Certainly. All right, you won't have it if you don't let us help. It's... Oh, Mike, send them away, please. Mike. Mike, do you remember a person named Arthur Denning? 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 No, I don't. Now, will you let him alone? Betty, believe me, this is better for him. Ask Dr. Rawlings. Tell him, Doctor. I'm sure Mr. Davis has a guilt complex. Oh, yeah. Unless we find out why, he'll never finish this painting. Perhaps never finish any other. Why not? What would stop me? Your own mind, Mr. Davis. Mike, you know as well as I that no one came into your studio the night we sealed it up. No one. You were the only person in here. Now do you see? Not quite. What do you want me to do? Well, Dr. Rawlings told Mike what had to be done. Davis agreed. It took only a few seconds for Rawlings to inject a drug into Davis's arm. Then we waited. Waited until... All right. He's under. You asked the question, Mr. Holliday. Mike. Mike, can you hear me? Yes. Now listen, Mike. It's 16 years ago. You're in high school. A senior. There's a senior party. It's night. Remember? Yes. It... It's dark. Who's with you, Mike? Betty. Betty and Arthur. <laughs> what... What happened that night, Mike? I... I killed Arthur. Mike, no, no. Be quiet. How did you kill him, Mike? He... He had to go back for something. I told him to take the shortcut over the quarry. Then, then what happened? I forgot. I forgot. You forgot what? The bridge. The bridge was broken. It was dangerous. But I forgot. I wouldn't have sent him. Yes, I know. He was killed, wasn't he? Yes. I loved Betty. So did he. Everyone would have said I killed him. But I didn't. I didn't. I just forgot about the bridge. I didn't mean... To... All I... right. 
That's all. When I... I thought he did it deliberately. You see, Miss Harper, his conscious mind refused to admit his guilt. So he forgot completely. His conscious mind forgot to protect him from the terrible feeling of guilt. But ultimately it came out. He learned painting from Luigi Antonetti 16 years ago. So it was natural at first that he used Antonetti's style, technique. Then, 16 years later, his mind goes back. Back into the past. Controls his hand. And he paints as he did 16 years ago. But he paints that quarry. The quarry which was associated in his mind with his guilt. Or what he thought was his guilt. And now? What about now? Now? When he wakes up, we'll tell him and he'll be all right. For good. show have come several new painters of distinction. Not the least of them is Michael Davis, whose intensity of feeling and whose brilliant... That's good enough, Susie. Well, it looks like he's all right, doesn't it? Gee, isn't the human mind wonderful? Well, that depends on which way you look at it. Uh-huh. I was psychoanalyzed once. Oh? And what did you find out? We've got a lot of mail to open, Mr. Holliday. Oh. Good night, Susie. <laughs> Next week, same time, Alan Ladd stars as Dan Holliday in Box 13. Alan Ladd appears through the courtesy of Paramount Pictures. Watch for him in his latest picture, Saigon. Box 13 is directed by Richard Sandville with an original story by Russell Hughes and original music composed and conducted by Rudy Schrager. The part of Susie is played by Sylvia Picker. That of Lieutenant Kling by Edmund MacDonald. Production is supervised by Vern Carstensen. This is a Mayfair production from Hollywood. Visit RileyandKimmy.com to connect on social media and for archive podcasts.